should be good. Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay. So, yeah, so you listened to the Max Fortune episode, so you got, like, the general gist of it. Mm-hmm. I listened to the first half, so if something weird's supposed to happen at the end. It ends in a fight to the death. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I am so far undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. So we're at the cemeteries just for cleanup. Got it. It it turns out this was the most convenient place to have uh, kind of an ongoing tournament of champion style death match. Got it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah. So the basic gist of it is, I give you a list of stories. Generally speaking, they are like from where you are from, but okay. because Oregon has the worst ghost stories. Really. It's just like. Well, there was a spooky lighthouse, and uh, the guy who lived there died, and now you do the math. <laughs> like, Got it. Nothing. It's just like, it's like mine shafts that make noise, and then things that happened at sea. The fucking worst. Um, so, we are doing Spooky Canada. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> Which, like... Polite ghosts? They're, they're super polite. Okay. Um, they that's all good. have fantastic health care yeah um and uh you know good dental work so that's good boy they died comfortably fuckers yeah (laughs) man and they still decided to come back for some reason (laughs) how much of a snivelly little shit do you have to be (laughs) to come back and like i have unfinished canadian business like oh boy i wanted to get this elective surgery done you're like well with this social safety net why would we leave i mean i don't mean to be like a freeloader but uh who would want to give up these benefits you know what i mean (laughs) <laughs> this is like, yeah, it's, it turns out the afterlife is all like privatized healthcare. Like, <laughs> oh, the prison industrial complex that is hell. It, it turns out that it's uh, all the conservative Christians heaven <laughs> is the socialist hell. It's just one place. We all go there. It's just the one group likes it. <laughs> it's look, it's very much like uh, like going to Knott's Berry Farm. It's a win for some family members. <laughs> I'm not going to say that everybody benefits, but there it is. So, uh, so yeah, I give you a list. Um, you pick one, I read it to you, and then um, kind of turn the tables, and I pick one, and you read it to me. And all the while, we just kind of mock it as much as we want to. Okay. Because um, as a rule, they're not great. Oh, that's fun. Okay. <laughs> so, like, it's really like... So we're going to be doing the heavy lifting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. These, this series of books feels like occupational therapy for, like, you know, a writer who hit their head. Okay. Like, you know, it's something that she does and, her you know, keeps her busy. But there's no... There's, nobody's winning a Caldecott medal or anything. <laughs> we used to have writers groups in my dad. You were there at my dad's yeah. hotel. And mm-hmm. they would have writers groups. It was this cool, spooky old hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, who would come and take over the hotel for a month and they'd fly in from all over. And no. and it is probably the same quality writing as their writing. <laughs> they left some poems for uh, us. <laughs> like oh, on purpose or was it like they were hidden somewhere shamefully? It's like, <laughs> oh, they, no, they didn't have any shame. That was it. Boy, they were a confident bunch. So it it wasn't a like, you know, another writer's retreat, another clogged toilet. I don't know. Oh, God. It's a good thing they wrote in Sharpie. It's just all right there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I have nothing but admiration for anybody who can run a retreat like that because just dealing with that that level of... Oh, yeah. You know, it's like... 
it's like with children, you know, and you see teachers with children getting exasperated, but these are people in their 40s following their dreams. These people are two decades older than comedians. These are. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, like, you, you take the narcissism and, like, megalomania of a standard comic and then add two decades of entitlement. Yes. Yeah, like, that is. Like, uh-huh. These are homeowners. Yeah. <laughs> These are active participants in a homeowners association. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen to my story. Wait a minute. You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. Well... Speaking of the terror that is a writer's retreat, you're listening to Boohaha, a at best monthly podcast at this point that is ostensibly about ghosts, but is more often than not about tangents and uh, weird little anecdotes about presidents who may or may not be dead. So we'll see where we go. Um, This week, uh, coming to you from spooky Lone Fur Cemetery in beautiful Portland, Oregon, my hilarious guest is Tori Ward. Hi. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> it is a beautiful evening here in the Spooky Cemetery. It is right on the border of being far too cold to be doing this. <laughs> um, uh, how have you been? Oh, I've been good. Were we recording before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Because I was much more interesting when I thought the microphones weren't on. That is always the case. And that's why I like start them a good 15 minutes in advance. Of... It's like with the it's like the hands on with the bicycle, you know, and the parent with the hands on the shoulders. And then as soon as the kid realizes. I'm going to die. <laughs> that explains why as soon as I did the intro, you just fell over slowly to the right. <laughs> I look behind me. <laughs> uh, we're also recording this episode on stationary bikes. It's uh, it's a real sight to behold here at the cemetery. So yeah, welcome. We are going to be talking about some some spookery tales of of, of phantasms and willow the wisps. Uh, before we get started with those spookery tales, uh, t- tell me a little bit about like where you stand with the supernatural. Like, what are your your beliefs in in the spooktacular? Oh, I. Uh... Well, no one's ever called it spooktacular. <laughs> I might have to adjust them now. <laughs> I didn't know it was spooktacular. Look, um, I'm a dyed-in-the-wool atheist, but you've said a funny word, and so <laughs> I might have to. <laughs> I didn't know it could sound so good. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Count me in. Which one is it? Catholicism? Great. <laughs> Man, who knew all it needed was a little rebranding? <laughs> If there was going to be a church that was spooktacular, it would be Catholicism (laughs) with all of the smoke and ghosts. Um, Yeah, so like you're... uh, Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Well, I don't, you know, but I get scared. I get, you know what? I don't believe in it rationally, but I do believe in it when I'm actively scared. (laughs) It's one of those... um, no atheists in a foxhole yeah, kind of yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly, yeah. Although I heard there's lots of atheists in foxholes. My ex-boyfriend was in the war and he was like, all they talk about is pussy. <laughs> the whole time, no one's talking about God. They're all talking about the last time they felt something warm and wet. There are no Christians in a foxhole. <laughs> now, 
That went in an entirely oh, different I'm so, direction. I'm so sorry. I assumed that you were going to tell like a charming little anecdote about how foxes don't believe in God. <laughs> oh, whoops. Sorry. Uh, anyways. Oh, don't worry. Be like this. Uh, this podcast is and should be as filthy as possible. Um, yeah, it stands to reason that like you're. It's like there's a mortar shell going off in the distance. You're not going to be like, oh, St. Teresa, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty old woman from the Middle Ages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so not. Yeah, not unless I'm scared. Then I do. Um, is, so if I've just watched a horror movie and it's 2 a.m. and I want to go drive to Plaid Pantry for snacks and I'm in sure. my car. Uh, it's in, if you're in a situation where you feel like there could at any point be a hook hand hanging from the correct. car door. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the, uh, behind the car seat. That's a big one. Oh, the, the headlights one where the guy with the knife back yep. there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is trouble. That is the benefit of the, what is it? The, the Dutch lean, the, you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to do your, uh, you're supposed to do your seatbelt and open your door with your right hand because mm-hmm. it forces you to kind of look behind oh. you. And you would see probably if anybody was crouching back there with like a cleaver. Okay. So. Yeah. Unless they were real. My car's really messy. If they were real <laughs> sneaky. Just, I feel there's a lot of clothes back there. I, I, I feel like you could just sit in the back of my car. And <laughs> you did just so much shit. You wouldn't even have to hide. Just, just a ghillie suit made of sweaters. <laughs> yeah. I just, back there, it's just like, God, is that my B.O.? That's crazy. <laughs> it's gotten real bad. Let's see, sweater, sweater, knife. That's probably fine. I, yeah. I was using it for something. That adds up. Um, um. So, like, situational belief. Yeah, yeah. sure, absolutely. Um, and I'll try to reason myself out. You know what I'll try to do is I'll try to get really uh, judgmental and elitist on myself <laughs> to, like, to try to get myself unscared. Sure. You yeah. know? I'll be like, oh, like, um, come mm. on, like, who believes in, go- like, really? Like, you really think? And then the other part of my brain is like, yes, you pretentious asshole, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> now, when I try to do that to myself, be like, come on, don't be a fucking baby. What are you? Like, the secondary voice that kicks in behind that voice, just like, you're going to make it angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it knows. <laughs> That's um. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Boy, now, 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 not only do we have a ghost, but we have a ghost with a point to prove. Good job. Good. <laughs> you've, you've given it a challenge. Um, yeah, no, like same, same here. I mean, I, I won't get too far into it because I've talked about this so much. But like, yeah, it's like totally, totally an atheist non-believer. But um, yeah, you put me in a dark enough room. Yeah, yeah. I found myself like. And I feel like that's kind of been the trend for most of the guests so far. Like it's a lot of, it's a lot of like hopeful skepticism where it's like, I don't believe in ghosts, but boy, do I wish. Cause like, it would just be, it'd just be a more exciting world. And the whole concept of life after death, I think. Is oh yeah. That, uh, I feel like uh, I've had somebody I love die and I was like, it just felt like cheating that some people have that happen and then believe they just keep existing. <laughs> I was like, why do you, you don't even, fuck you, you don't even get to be sick. You just cheated at grief. You just... Every time I talk to, yeah, like a, a devoutly religious person. <laughs> yeah. And like, they've always got like that, like, they're they're sad, of course, but they've, there's a little bit of like a glassy sheen in the eye. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, you know, just give it some time. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you get a... <laughs> 
skip all of the all of the processes of coping. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I guess I get religion now. So I just took up heavy drinking and um, <laughs> a lot of drug use. And it's you know what? Better living through chemistry. It's great. I've got a spray <laughs> bottle full of alcohol in my bag. It's, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm drinking a a lovely Riesling Rattler. Oh, what? Yeah. So what's a, ra- a beer in? Well, it's it's like normally a Rattler's like it's like half beer, half like lemonade. But this is a Riesling and like some kind of a citrusy beverage. Oh, that sounds really nice. It's great. Underwood is clearing out all of their summer stock, uh-huh. and so the the local garbage market at the corner of Thirty Second and Hawthorne stocked. Oh, that's lovely. Oh yeah, it's the best. Man, we're like <laughs> two minutes into your <laughs> podcast, is specifically about lighthearted, goofy ghost stories, and I have still managed to fit in <laughs> personal death and wet pussy <laughs> in the first three minutes. I'm so sorry. I'm like. Uh, yeah, it's it, look. It's 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 pad wap. <laughs> look, I'm not. I'm, I would be naive if I didn't expect that upon dragging people to a cemetery, um, next to like a memorial that has just been like you know toppled. There's there's gonna be stuff coming up. It's gonna bubble to the surface. That's just what happens. And uh, case in point, it's a podcast about tangents. So, so. I have pulled together some spookery tales. Okay. Um, these are not from your neck of the woods because your neck of the woods is... Boring. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the listeners, Tori is from Oregon. And as we have covered ad nauseum, Oregon sucks when it comes to ghosts. So we are going to be delving into the rich, lightly maple-scented, beaver-ridden vein that is spooky Canada. Yeah, it's it's probably going to be very polite, uh, and there might be some spooks and some scares. We'll see. Oh, I'm um, <laughs> uh, it's the, like Oregon with better health care and better ghost stories. It's like we are Canada's dark mirror. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, there's a lot of similarities, but uh, we have a knife. Yeah, and we dress better. <laughs> They're an odd people. Mm-hmm. Love them. Love our Canadian listeners. Yeah, yeah. If they have electricity, um, so. Pulled together some spooky tales from across Canada. Uh, I'm going to run through the list, and you can uh, just let me know which one sounds good. Okay. Uh, we have, where's my liver? I'm coming down now. <laughs> are these stories from a treatment facility? Are you sure that these are ghost stories? Are you sure these aren't, like, tales of horror from the D.A.R.E. program? This, now that I look at it, this is just a journal that I kept the last time I was going through withdrawals. Oops, the next one is the flying canoe. Yep, that's that's a that's a hallucination that I had. <laughs> the skeleton. Ooh. Uh, and then Wendigo. 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 <laughs> oh God, now it's gonna appear. <laughs> what is it? Um, the Wendigo is. Uh, it's like a First Nations slash like Native forest demon. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so any of those sound interesting? Uh, liver. The Liv- where's my liver? <laughs> where's my liver? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it could also be like a child's book where that's just it's just like learning about your body. <laughs> like- <laughs> it's, it's one of those like troublingly upbeat books. It has like a grotesquely fleshless creature just pointing into itself. It's like it's right here. This is the liver. It- <laughs> It cleans your blood. This is your blood. 
<clears throat> yeah, one of those. Uh, made for children by someone who's never had children. <laughs> what a kid's like. It's blood, right? <laughs> um, okay, so we've got Where's My Liver? Where's My Liver? From beautiful Toronto, Canada. Go straight to the store and don't fool around. His mother said sternly <laughs> as she handed him the money. <laughs> um, your father is bringing home the boss tonight, and it's important that we make a good impression on him so he gives your father a raise. It's a lot of pressure to put on this kid. <laughs> a lot of pressure and a lot of exposition just right up front. <laughs> well, if you wanted nicer Christmas presents, maybe you should have gone to the store. If you remember the last time I asked you to go to the store and you went to the arcade, and then we didn't have dinner. <laughs> Anyways, that's what happened to your college fund. Santa remembers. <laughs> um, Tommy nodded trying to look serious and dependable through his dark mop of overlong hair that fell into his eyes. Writer's retreat. Um, <laughs> his father was always after him to get it cut. I'm serious, Tommy, his mother said. This is important. The boss's favorite meal is liver and onions. <laughs> I want you to pick up the best liver they've got and bring it home right away. It's a holiday today and the shops are closing early. Exposition. Got it. I will, Ma, Tommy sulked. His mother had really been after him since he brought home a failing report card. I thought he was going to say a failing liver. That's really what I was going to say. <laughs> what a fucked up thing for the mom. Like, as her kid is like, and then, you know, you're, we're, look, we're going to hook you up to the IV when you get back, but go get a good liver. Not like the one you have. <laughs> we're going to eat the good thing that you don't have. <laughs> Or this is just like a really dark ghost story. And actually, uh, her son is a liver harvester. They're going to be harvesting. <laughs> Last time, <laughs> he he went to the uh, newly widowed neighbor's house, <laughs> who had recently taken up drinking heavily. All right, Tommy, take your bottle of chloroform and your bone saw. Get going. <laughs> Cut through the liver bone, I guess. Um, <laughs> So uh, his mother had really been after him since he brought home a failing liver. <laughs> he couldn't help that the teachers didn't like him. <laughs> but at least the coach had given him good marks in gym. So he's kind of a meathead, Tommy. He's a long-haired meathead. Long-haired meathead, um, you know, but he'll get the job done is what it sounds like. Yeah. You know? Um, Tommy stalked out of the kitchen, stuffing the money into his pocket, and then grabbing his bike from the garage. He was nearly downtown and his friend Chad caught up with him and coasted his bike alongside. Come on, Tommy. The gang's playing baseball over at the park and we need a pitcher. Uh, oh. Fucking Chad. <laughs> Immediately, all thoughts of his errand fled from Tommy's mind. The two boys turned their bikes and headed towards the park. Tommy was hailed as a hero as soon as he arrived and was put up on the mound for the home team. Tommy was good. Real good. And he pitched a no-hitter to win the game for his team. By the time the game ended, it was dark. As Chad and Tommy wheeled their bikes out of the park, Tommy remembered his errand. The liver! <laughs> I, I just got to interject real quick here. Mm -hmm. As a chubby kid, as a kid who grew up chubby and bad at sports and got made fun of a lot. Same, go uh, on. I didn't have sex until my early 20s. I don't find Tommy a particularly sympathetic character. I don't... Uh... At this point, all we know is that Tommy has neglected his schoolwork mm -hmm. and uh, has has left his mother and his father's career in the lurch. Yeah. You know, she asked him one thing. In order to hang out with his best friend, Chad. Chad. Yeah, Chad. <sighs> he should have uh, left Chad hanging. He should have left Chad a hanging. Ch okay. 
it's fun when you can see the ice crystals of of a bit form. <laughs> like it's just the water is just coalescing. To get, hang, Chad, hang, 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 put him in a tree. <laughs> no shit. Um, Florida, two thousand. Yeah, that's um, exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, "But there weren't hanging chads, so if I say it, then are people going to think I'm concerned?" This is all. This all went through my mind. And then if I if I say Florida hanging chad, then are they going to think that I thought that there were hanging chads, and that are they going to think that I think that <laughs> Trump is actually should be president? Tori either thinks that the election was stolen, <laughs> or she thinks that we should lynch Chad. <laughs> Either way, it's not a good look for me. <laughs> Let's see where the story goes. Chad might be proved a villain. Who knows? Maybe maybe you're right. We'll see. <laughs> um, saying goodbye to Chad, he leapt aboard his bike and rode as fast as he could to the local grocery. It was closed. Oh, you fucked up. All the local stores were shut up tight. You fucked up, Tommy. And Tommy remembered too late that it was a holiday. The shops were scheduled to shut early. Oh, Mom's going to kill me, he gasped. First the bad report card, now this. (laughs) If he lost his father that raise, he'd be grounded for life. He wheeled his way slowly towards home, trying to come up with a plan, or at least a good story. You got to take one for the team. Like this, I remember one time I broke a friend's lamp by accident. Mm -hmm. And I just took one of the pieces of glass and just kind of gently stabbed it into my hand to make it look like it was worse than it was. Okay. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I, I fell and oh boy. And Pity. Sympathy. Yeah, exactly. The blood was more important than and the was lamp. red hair. Is, are those red herrings? The, the blood was red, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, it's a little bit of a psychopath <laughs> You just admitted that you were like, I might be in trouble. I'm going to stab myself. You really, you really uh, gone girl that fucking situation. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it was a proud moment, and I'm also not saying how old I was when it happened. Um, but it worked. Hey, I hate getting yelled at in my 30s. Okay, I parental disappointment hurts at any age. Look, going back, if I had it all to do again, in a second, like I rather than get yelled at, fucking. Was it, how was it, was it was it effective? Oh yeah, no, it worked. They were like, oh boy, oh that's. Turns out it was like kind of a cheap lamp anyway. So I'm like, all right, well. I uh, could have made the cut smaller. I but. know. Right? <laughs> I didn't have to stop so vigorously. <laughs> then I got tetanus. Um, so he wheeled slowly towards home, trying to come up with a plan or at least a good story. But then, as he rode past the cemetery, he caught an idea. He is a harvester. Oh he harvests. He's going to harvest. I think you totally called it. <laughs> Shit, this is going to get real dark. Um, but he's going to be really polite <clears throat> about it. He got an idea. It was an awful idea. Oh. But it would save him from the even more awful fate that awaited him if he came home without a liver. <laughs> Listen, my mom's going to be really mad at me. His great uncle had died a few days ago. Okay. Dead man's liver. So, <sighs> he's going to bring home a failing liver. <laughs> oh, boy. First this... the report card, now the liver. <laughs> First, like, <laughs> what did I do wrong? First the report card, then, you know, the, the dad's promotion, then the grave robbing, then the taste for human flesh, then the following subsequent crimes. 
I feel like his name's Tommy and his best friend's name is Chad and he's good at sports. I bet he's good. I bet he ends up fine. I bet this is actually just about all the things you can get away with. If if the past 10 years of reality have taught us anything, it's yeah, that 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 this is going to be a fun little anecdote that Tommy tells uh to people at, you know, the yacht club. Yeah, at the corporate luncheon. He's a, I oh, speaking of harvesting. You know, um, it's great being the CEO of this uh, cookie company um, called Autumn Harvest. But, you know, when I when I first got into harvesting, it wasn't for delicious organic ingredients. Sitting there at like a long table, there's like there's like the decorative piles of like cookie packaging in front of him it's like a little plate and a cup of milk in front of him. he's gesturing with a cookie so i stabbed into the old man i just cut it right out damn it if mom didn't say it was the best liver she'd ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so it had been a very cold spring tommy reasoned and his liver was probably still fresh what harm would it do to remove it his uncle Surely didn't need it anymore. Oh, Tommy. <laughs> With a thought came action. Tommy hurried home as silently as he could. Slipping into the garage, he grabbed his father's shovel and sharpened his jackknife. What, minutes, a, what is a jackknife? It's an effective knife. Okay. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's a good, good <laughs> liver harvest. <laughs> Uncle eviscerating knife. <laughs> Um, five minutes later, he was back in the cemetery, digging up his great-grandfather's grave. And later that evening, his mother cooked up liver and onions for his father's boss, and actually thanked Tommy for helping her out. So how was... I, it better tell... It better talk about how... The, <laughs> his father got a promotion, and all was well. The end. <laughs> um, his father's boss raved about the meal, and had such a good time talking with Tommy's parents that he didn't leave until quite late... Tommy heaved a sigh of relief upon his exit and hurried up to his room to change for bed, happy to have gotten away with his ugly, ugly prank. Okay, can I interject? Please. And I just, I just, I have an idea for this story. <laughs> All right, go, go so ahead. So I think what happens is that, this isn't what happens. I think what's actually going to happen is that uncle's going to come back and say, where's my liver? Sure. But, and then we're going to be like, oh, the title. And I, but what I. What, That's the name of the story. <laughs> <laughs> what I think would be cool is if uh, Tommy's dad's boss, it's amazing, the liver's so good, and then Tommy's dad's boss raves about it. Tommy's dad gets a promotion, <laughs> but then there's a promotion above that with the to, like, vice president mm -hmm. that he might get. And then the Tommy's boss's boss is like, well... I heard about how good that liver was. Got to give me the, some of that liver. You got to get, and then Tommy has to go, but this time there's no dead uncle. And he forgets that because it's a holiday, the morgue closes early. <laughs> he gets distracted on his way to the morgue. Chad rolls up. You want to come play croquet? <laughs> I mean, what are you doing out here with this shovel? And then Chad starts looking pretty good. Chad, you seem like you have a bountiful liver. <laughs> <laughs> I see robust. <laughs> That's a better story than... What I'm sure it's going to be, which is, I think, exactly what you said. <laughs> um, also, referring to it as an ugly prank. <laughs> like, I desecrated my great-grandfather's grave. Mm -hmm. And then 
I stole a part of his body and then I served it to my family and an unknowing stranger. Uh-huh. And then I watched them eat it. Yeah. Boy, that's a heck of a, that is a real Ashton Kutcher prank right there. That should have been. Somebody on. called True TV because yeah. if I got a pitch for them. Yeah. Accidental cannibal coming this fall to True TV. Um, he really, did you, did you ever hear about the prank show? Ashton Kutcher had one, right? Was yeah, he yeah. One? what was it called? Uh, Punked. Punked. But yeah. then I guess there, O.J. Simpson had one for a while called Juiced. Uh oh. <laughs> it was just a prank show, and then OJ would show up and go, You got juiced. Now, if I was in the position of just having been pranked, uh-huh. like something horrifying has happened, and I am terrified, uh, I can think of nothing that would be more alarming and not at all relieving than OJ Simpson showing up. <laughs> Uh, good, a convicted murderer, uh, not convicted murderer, is here to tell you that it'll all be okay. <laughs> I don't think it lasted very long. He fell asleep almost as soon as his head had hit the pillow, and was deep in dreamland when the wind outside the house began thrashing through the top of the trees. But the sky remained clear and the moon shone its mysterious light through Tommy's window, casting eerie shadows across the carpet and the wall. Where's my liver? Yes. <laughs> A sepulchral voice called. Whoa, that's a hell of a word. That's, that is, it's got to get you like a triple word score. You know, that's why the writers group at the um, at the hotel, they would get really mad when the internet went out. <laughs> I didn't bring the thesaurus. <laughs> I need one five syllable word. Look, Shirley, this is a charming coastal inn. You must have volumes of thesauri. <laughs> <laughs> um... Sepulchral. Where's my liver? (laughs) Tommy turned over restlessly in his sleep, but did not awaken. Moon shadows flickered across his neck like a noose. Okay. Noted. Um, And a dark patch on the wall took on the shape of a bloody liver. (laughs) (laughs) Like the bat signal? Like. (laughs) Also, of a. It's. Okay, so it's it's a shadow. It's a shape. How is it the shape of a bloody liver? How is bloody integral to the shape? How is it part? I'm just saying, how is bloody part of the shape Whatever. of the it's, liver? It's, it's, is it dripping? Are there like little drips in the, shadow, of it? in the shadow? It's hard to render blood in shadow. I will, I'll give you that. Like, you, like shapes, absolutely. But uh-huh. like textural elements and also like, you know, substances, that that's... I mean, I guess that's why it's magic. You know? Right. That's that's the spookiness. This ethereal spectral bat signal. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Somewhere there's a a Jim Gordon with a liver cutout, little liver. A billionaire, grotesquely jacked to within an inch of his life, uh-huh. covered in dripping organ meat, is is rushing to the top of a building. <laughs> Commissioner, I'm here. <laughs> Um, a confusingly detailed shadow appears on the wall. Um, where's my liver? A deep voice groaned from the front alcove. It's a weird shaped room, I guess. Uh Where's my liver? (laughs) Tommy woke with a start and sat up in his bed, sure that he had heard a voice. His pulse started pounding as his eyes frantically searched the shadows in his room. He heard something stirring downstairs, the sound of heavy feet on the steps. Oh, no. Oh, Mom, <laughs> I think it'd be funny if 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 he got a cross in some 151 because the guy doesn't have a liver. 
with holy water, but it's Bacardi. <laughs> just the ghost is downstairs coming up the hall. You just hear like a cocktail shaker going. Oh no, my one weakness. Um, <clears throat> Dad, is that you? But he knew it wasn't. <laughs> he could hear his mother's dainty snore and his father's full-throated blast. That sounds so gross. <laughs> also, who snores through their throat? As 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 often, mother was daintily snoring and dad was coming real hard. <laughs> 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 just you're like where's my liver <laughs> that like that's that's gonna put some shame yeah. on the ghost as well like yeah. no tommy's dad no hide your shame <laughs> all of a sudden everything stops and they both just look down and try to pretend like they didn't hear anything <laughs> the ghost is in the room and tommy just looks down and he's like it happens a lot <laughs> sorry, sorry tommy that's, that's a real bummer man, man. He's like, he's like, Tommy, fucking buck up. When I was a kid, we all slept in the same one room house. (laughs) (laughs) The words ended in a terrible shriek that made Tommy's ragged hair stand on end. It's dad coming again. Um, This is, um, so this is actually like a parable about growing up and, um, Is, is the is the liver a babe? Is it about pregnancy? <laughs> well, it's about cum, and the liver's a bit of a red herring, because uh, of the blood. <laughs> uh, the blood rendered in the uh, bat signal <laughs> shadow. Tommy woke up and was confused by how detailed the shadow was. It's uh, um, this is actually a parable about wet dreams that can be quite strange and alarming. <laughs> And then you wake up with a full-throated blast. I'll edit in some splat sound effects here. (laughs) Go away, go away, Tommy whispered repeatedly, not daring to peek out from beneath his covers. A bright light was growing in his room, piercing the cotton covers and making his eyes water. His whole body trembled in terror once more as the voice asked, Where's my liver? Oh, he was doing it older before. Who's got my liver? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that sounds so quaint and helpless. Where is it, please? <laughs> I was supposed to go in for the dialysis yesterday. <laughs> Sheer terror made him suddenly bold. Tommy threw back the covers and found the shriveled white face of his great uncle right above him. He's actually, he's he's not upset that his <clears throat> liver got stolen. He's just upset that they didn't save him any. <laughs> I love liver and onions. I'm fucking old. <laughs> um, so... Um, Sheer terror made Tommy grew bold. He threw back the covers and found the shriveled white face of his great uncle staring right at him. We ate it! He yelled. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, old man! (laughs) Um, I know you did, Tommy, the rotting corpse of his great uncle said softly, stretching out his bony hands toward the boy's shaking body. Oh, I don't like this. The next morning, Tommy's parents discovered their teenage son lying dead atop his bed, a look of sheer horror upon his stricken face. His liver had been ripped right out of his body. 
but the autopsy proved that the boy had already died of fright before his liver was removed. Oh, that's... that's... Cue Doogie Hauser music. <laughs> oh, wow. So not only does he get killed in the story, but he's also a giant pussy. It's not enough. <laughs> and like, he was so ballsy about it. He's like, we ate your fucking liver, old man. What are you going to do? Like... All it took was like, because it can't have been more than a couple seconds between him saying that and the old man like grabbing the liver out of him. So it was just like, just an old person touching him. Yes. It's like what did it? Like it's great. Like, Ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, end of story. <laughs> I like that one. It was a good one. Yeah. Um, sometimes they're winners. Uh, it's weirdly for like a, a series of children's stories, whenever they pivot towards gore, oh, yeah. it always is great. Like just... You can see the the author like write herself into a corner and just like, all right, gruesome descriptions of like ground up teeth coming through a lip. Great. Perfect. <laughs> it's hard to notice bad writing through a grimace. <laughs> just just it's fine. Just grin and bear it. So, uh, yeah, that one a uh, really solid. Uh, I'm going to give that one um, huh, four out of five. I'm going to give it five out of five heap and helpings of great uncle whatever's liver Ooh, heap and helpings <laughs> uh, uh, i give it zero out of five hanging chads i was <laughs> there's a little bit of a letdown at the end um I, I that's entirely fair i guess you're just still a little bit bitter that trump didn't win that's fine it's okay um we're learning a lot about tory this week guys <laughs> so then fraud is fraud anyways <laughs> Tell me more about this cue. <laughs> um, oh, save the children. <laughs> apparently that's like, that's the, the, the QAnon bullshit is like back channeling into like new age medicine and stuff. Oh, I heard about like yoga instructors. Yeah. And it's like coming through like the whole like anti-vax, like we, like there's, I, I, I don't, I don't, what is it like convergent evolution, like different types of factual ignorance. <laughs> well, if it's just, it's, it's a non-reality, people who don't believe in reality, they're yeah. all existing in some pseudo reality. I guess, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all devoid of factual integrity. <laughs> um, well, anyway, that's, that's scarier than anything we'll talk about on this podcast. Um, all right, then we're going to do going to do another one. I read somebody that said that like the majority of like big majority mm-hmm. uh, of people who voted for Trump believe in some version of that, some version of the deep state, some they they all have like you know what I mean? I've I've said this for years like I remember when like flat earthers started being a thing and like friends of mine were like, "Hey, this is so funny. I'm going to like post all these like flat earth memes because it's like a hilarious bit." And I'm like this is the first step. Like it's it's that yeah. it's that thing where it's like it's it's the slippery slope of of acknowledging a conspiracy theory. Yeah, and it's like as soon as you open that door, you can't you can't close it. Oh, and it makes sense that the more and more difficult reality gets, the more and more people will turn away from it. Of course, I mean like that's why like you know every time there's um, <laughs> you know like every time there's like an economic crunch, like church attendance spikes. It's like yeah, this is easier. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. I, I was talking to somebody who was like, I don't understand how people support Trump. And I was like, I do, because if I supported Trump, the coronavirus wouldn't exist and I'm not racist. That yeah. all sounds 
it's, it sounds much more comfortable it's, than uh, it's much easier to live in that world yeah and then, like because you know that like that's got to be such a big part of it is like the idea of like actually factually facing the fact that like you know <laughs> two what is it two thousand three thousand people are dying a day like yeah like that is so much more painful absolutely it makes it hard to get i got a uh, death threat i don't know it wasn't a death <laughs> oh, threat no. it was but it was like vague so it was um i never i'm never on social media ever mm-hmm. but i was irritated sure. the um Oh, she's a politician in Clackamas and she Oh that one. Yeah. And so yeah. I went on her I looked her up and went on her Facebook and commented on her thing on her she had a post about, you mm-hmm. know, ignore Kate Brown. Yeah. And I was like, This is gonna kill a lot of people. That was I think that was all I said. I was like, This is gonna kill a lot of people and yeah. you're gonna be responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. Yeah. Because that's what misinformation does. And um and then there were just a bunch of replies and a bunch of laugh reacts. And I, I just ignored it because I'm not on there anyways. But then I had a message that was like, it was, I think it was said it was from a woman, but it was one of those where there wasn't a person in the picture. So sometimes those accounts are. Sure. Um, and I've noticed that a lot of them have women's names uh-huh. that don't have, that are like obviously fake accounts. Um, it feels like some sort of weird psyop thing. It's like, yeah, are you though? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was like, uh, uh, like. You, uh, like, you fucking bitch, is your house on fire yet? I'm having 20 people over tomorrow. Come at me. Oh, my God. And it was so aggressive. And it was, or has your house burned down yet? And I'm like, I have no idea what that means. (laughs) It's one of those, like, weird, like, it might be a veiled threat. And you're like, is that a thing? Like, is that a, is that like a bit that you do on the right? Is that a, are you threatening? Or is it like libs? get so angry they burn the house down yeah. I, I don't know um, is, it a, is, is this a metaphor you guys aren't very good at those are you uh, referencing so it... the talking heads <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's any consolation that person was having 20 people over the next day and this I'm assuming was a couple weeks ago they're probably dead yeah so you know yeah small joys <laughs> um, <clears throat> alright so man but I had such a good comeback in the shower this day. Damn it. Oh, that's always the worst. You just carry it with you. you. You keep repeating it over and over again in the hopes that you build it into the memory so that it somehow becomes whole and you come out the hero. Is it too late if I show up to the funeral and I'm like, okay, but I had this comeback. It's you up there delivering the eulogy and being like, and I remember when he said, did your house burn down? And I quickly, not days later in the shower, shot back, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Uh, please leave the funeral. <laughs> um, but it was a good no. Just say it was a good one, though. Just say it was a good one. You're you're like you're trying to like straddle the casket. You're like no. <laughs> I have to tell him. Uh, dragging you out. Um, all right. So which one? Which one am I gonna do? Um, I think I want to do. I'm coming down now. Yeah, which is on page 83. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I figured we, we, should, we should just do both of the stories that, that, I, that we referenced as sounding like my journal entries from when I was in uh, rehab. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm coming down now. <laughs> She's By okay. Cal- <laughs> By Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> Well, now, there was an abandoned house sitting in the middle of a fancy neighborhood in Calgary. Already fancy house in Calgary, I'm calling bullshit. (laughs) 
<laughs> is Calgary shitty? I've never been there. It's Canada. Okay. <laughs> I, I laugh so you think I was well-traveled. <laughs> oh, I just assume. <laughs> it's, it's named after something that happens with horses, right? Yeah, no, I that... think so. I think there was a hill or something. <laughs> uh, and I mean nobody. Not even those crazy school kids. They were too frightened of the ghost that haunted the place to set foot in the yard. And folks refused to walk down the road at night for fear of what they might hear and see. Also, um, when I'm alone, I read out loud and then I just really fantasize about a situation we're all going to read out loud in front of people. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is making very specific dreams come true. (laughs) I think I did it earlier today. I was reading the news out loud and I was like, I feel like I'm really good at this. I could cast the news. Only <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had better hair. <laughs> Get me on TV. Okay. With all the local, like, have you seen the fucking KGW staff now? Like, they is it rough? They haven't re-upped them in like twenty, thirty years. Like, I remember oh. them from when I was a fucking kid. All just getting, just getting shinier and shinier. <laughs> Add more shellac. <laughs> The neighbors were always complaining to the authorities about the moaning and screaming and maniacal laughter that came from the house every night. We are sick of sex house. (laughs) So, okay, I would just, this is the problem with magical thinking, is that if you hear moaning and screaming and you're like, oh, those ghosts. It's probably a ghost. (laughs) It's probably a ghost. It's not. (laughs) Mom, it sounds a lot like a full-throated blast. (laughs) What do you know about what your father does in the night? (laughs) These are all these are all just uh, parables for growing up. This is why they call me Doctor Callback. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! A few cautious visits to the place were made by the police, but each ended the same way, with the officer getting chased out of the house by the haunt. and pelted with old boots all the way down the street. Chilling. <laughs> I like, maybe, this guy's just a real, uh, just, just a worked up cobbler. He has a sign out front that says, cobbling and sex crimes. <laughs> that is, uh, that is my favorite uh, buddy cop police procedural. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say full-throated blast in bed. <laughs> At some point, it's just going to come out. It's just going to hit in there now. That's what I often say when I have a full-throated blast, and that's usually the response. <laughs> it's just in there now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Finally, the local authorities refused to send anyone back to the house again, and the neighbors were told to either live with the ghost or move. Now, my pal Albert was the agent in charge of selling that haunted house, and he'd tried everything in his power to close a deal. He'd had a priest to bless the place. In two minutes flat, the priest jumped out a window and went running for his life. <laughs> it's like the exorcist, just out the window, down the stairs. <clears throat> <clears throat> the cobbler used the C word and the priest was, was out of there. <laughs> is for cobblers is the c word cobbler <laughs> they're like pokemon 
I something my mother in the cobbler. cobbler. <laughs> I remember what the line is from the movie, but it's very close. You, it's very close. You, you, uh, your, your mother, mother sucks, sucks cobblers in hell. <laughs> that kind of works, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's not a threatening thing, but it, it it's... He had a couple mediums and to converse with the spirits. Last I heard, those ladies were doing quite nicely in the local insane asylum. Oh, no. Yeah, as long as folks were careful not to mention ghosts in their hearing. <laughs> that was, they were in the insane asylum unrelated to the ghosts. It was old times and they were women. They talked a lot. Um, <clears throat> One of those mediums, as I recall, wanted to vote. <laughs> I showed her what for. <laughs> Jail. He'd even contacted a hoodoo doctor. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? I, it's iffy, but I feel like it's like, you know, you can still call it, I think, an oriental rug. Oh, right. But nothing else. <laughs> you know, I always say soy sauce flavored rug just to be safe. But um, <laughs> as long as you add the honorific doctor to hoodoo, <laughs> Got it. then it's fine. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Dr. Hoodoo. It's fine. <laughs> Hoodoo doctor. I just wanted to say it a way to get away with it. Uh, Say it again. (laughs) From down the States to do some spells on the house. But the fellow turned tail as soon as he set foot on the road in front of the house, leaving behind a scattering of hoodoo dolls struck with needles, goofer dust. I'm really scared one of these is going to be a slur. And strange looking potions and glass bottles who just a a a passerby of an unspecified ethnic minority said who'd you call good for dust <laughs> like oh no run <laughs> albert lit on the notion of selling the house sight unseen to rich city slicker from the states who wanted a place in the quote wilds of canada this is how they view us Oh, sell them to bum house, eh? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't they don't care. It's fine. Give them a spook house. You're good at the accent. <laughs> Give them a spook. I can't do it. <laughs> Give them a. Sp- oh, no. It's gonna sound like it sound like a real goofer dust. <laughs> <laughs> Worked like a charm too. The fellow was eager to sign the papers, and Albert thought he'd finally got the place off his hands. Until the city slicker decided he wanted to visit the property after all. (laughs) Albert was all set to take the fellow there at high noon when presumably the ghost was asleep. (laughs) It's a very regular schedule. This is his little siesta. This is is when we find out that Albert has like the mind of a child. (laughs) He's like, the ghost is asleep during the day. Yes. (laughs) You were supposed to be napping. What do you mean they don't? They're dead? Oh no. I made a rabbit dead once. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh we're going to make this story so much darker. <laughs> Albert was all set to take the fellow there at high noon when presumably the ghost was asleep. But the city slicker's train was delayed. So it wasn't until after dinner that the two men set off for the haunted house. Again, just say that you fell and cut your hand on a lamp and (laughs) just reschedule for tomorrow. Yeah, it's like surprising that you would like not find an excuse. I'm busy with a liver thing happening. Goodbye. (laughs) So again, Albert has the mind of a child and uh, 
<laughs> I can think of no alternative options. So I guess we go at night then. Okay, night go. Good, good. <laughs> it was a dark and rainy night, but early enough in the evening that the ghost might still be resting wherever it was that ghosts went to sleep. At least Albert hoped this was the case. It's <laughs> like really back in your theory, man. Albert, being a real estate agent of very little brain, <laughs> just wanted some honey. <laughs> and then he, I can't show the house to you tonight. I got stuck in a rabbit's hole. <laughs> the house looked quiet and peaceful in the misty darkness as the two men stepped through the wrought iron gate and into the overgrown pathway toward the sagging front porch. Needs a little work, Albert said. But that's why you're getting such a good bargain. <laughs> Just what I'd expect from the Wild West. The city slicker drawled happily. Oh, I guess that wasn't a draw. Just what I just what I'd expect from the Wild West. <laughs> the city slicker drawled happily. You know, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, <laughs> again, I apologize. <laughs> I'm going to give up. <clears throat> Isn't Calgary in the east? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll consult a map and future Avalon can let us know. Was, okay, the Calvary's in Jesus, right? There's there, Okay, so in the Bible, there's Calgary. No, that's Calvary. Yeah, that's oh. the one. It's in all of us. Because <laughs> we sung, I went to Christian school and we sung a song about Calvary. Calgary. I don't know. You're just a, turns out your your Sunday school teacher is just a big fan of Canada. <laughs> I remember. I remember the song now. We went, oh Canada. <laughs> you know this place looks like it could be haunted. Albert started violently. Uh, well, no, you shut up. No, <laughs> no, no, ghost. no ghosts here. <laughs> Not in Canada. <laughs> he stuttered, crossing his fingers. Hopefully, I love the idea that he crossed his fingers in front of him. <laughs> He's doing it just right in front of the guy's face. No ghosts. Him <laughs> winking and crossing his fingers, winking violently. <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess that real estate agent just just had a stroke. Uh, seems fine. What's that mist? <laughs> <clears throat> he unlocked the front door and it opened with an ominous creak that boded no good for those who dared enter. Albert swallowed nervously, but the city slicker just chuckled and said something about atmosphere. <laughs> He'd always been a fan of the rapper. But okay, whatever. Never mind. I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm really sorry. Podcast over. I liked backpack rap when I was in my early twenties, and I thought I was about to say when you said when you said atmosphere, I was going to say it's what we breathe. <laughs> oh, so we both went dumb ways. <laughs> Albert relaxed a bit. This fellow was just too naive to be true, he thought, and wondered if he shouldn't have raised the price a bit. The two men entered a tall foyer, absolutely festooned with dusty cobwebs. Creepy, 
the city slicker said enthusiastically. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me reread that. Creepy, the city slicker said enthusiastically. I'm just picturing like any, any Phil Hartman character. Just like, boy, it's creepy here. <laughs> he bounded energetically into the center of the foyer. Is it foyer? Okay, hold on just a second. Is it foyer? For foyer. Foyer? Foyer? Yeah. Foyer. Foyer. Yeah, sure. Let's go Foyer. with that. Mm-hmm. You got it. Furrer. Man. <laughs> Furrer. It really sucks that there's words in the book <clears throat> called Spooky Canada that I don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> Look, we came up against sepulchral earlier. <laughs> don't worry. Somebody has a thesaurus. <clears throat> if it makes you feel better, the author doesn't know how to pronounce it either. Sepulchral. <laughs> <laughs> He bounded energetically into the center of the foyer and <laughs> faced the sweeping staircase to the upper story and raised his arms dramatically. Come at me, foul spirits. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Come at me. Come at me. Okay. <laughs> no, you got it. <laughs> Albert gasped in dismay. Was this fellow plum loco? That old Canadian phrase. Plum, <laughs> plum loco. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> I often suspect that the writer just like kind of picks and chooses where these are from. So it could very well be that these are from like the American Southwest somewhere. Got it. And then like, Canada, it's Canada now. Fuck it. I don't care. That's why he said the Wild West, probably. Okay. Hmm. That makes sense. So it was originally spooky one, two, and three, but they were worried (laughs) that that wouldn't sell. (laughs) Make it more Canadian. We've got a weirdly large demographic of readers up there. They were like, I, I, uh, I, we, we just don't know that Spooky Volume One was strong enough to carry a sequel, <laughs> so we're gonna have to diversify, <laughs> synergy. <laughs> the Canadians have nothing to do but read. It's too cold. The city slicker whirled away from the grand staircase and was peering into the front parlor when the whole house rang with the sinister, unearthly chuckle. The laughter grew louder, taking on a magical... By the way, I know this is supposed to be creepy, but all the stuff about laughter and unearthly chuckle is like what I fantasize about when I'm at home and can't do stand-up. I'm like, and then there's going to be an... Man, if I get this joke right, there's going to be an unearthly chuckle. (laughs) Just gentle tinkling. (laughs) Oh no, joy. It's terrifying. The laughter grew louder, taking on a maniacal edge that made Albert's hair stand on end. And then the voice spoke. I'm coming down now. It boomed. It's a junkie that broke in and is upstairs. (laughs) Fair enough. The phantom overtones in the deep voice reached right down Albert's spine and tautened. Every nerve in his body. Old, old sassy Schloss is really painting a word picture yeah. here. 
The city slicker. Oh, I'm going to say that in bed too sometime when somebody touches me. I'm going to be like, you've really tautened every nerve in my body. I thought you meant city slicker. <laughs> uh, that's what I call my vagina. Come here there, yonder city slicker. <laughs> <clears throat> I may be from a small town, but <laughs> down there, real city slicker. <laughs> The city slicker jumped and then turned... Oh, wait, something scary happened. Oh, nothing. Okay. The city slicker jumped and then turned to Albert with a happy grin. Great special effects! How'd you do that? Uh. I didn't, Albert said, his teeth... Oh, come on, what kind of salesman are you? I didn't, Albert said, his teeth chattering. He backed up until he hit the front door and stood there with his hand on the knob, staring up the grand staircase in fear. I'm coming down now! The voice boomed again. The city slicker's grin slipped a bit. He looked at Albert's frightened posture and then followed the agent's gaze toward the stairs. A bright light exploded into being at the top of the steps and quickly resolved into a sinister green head with flaming eyes, writhing hair, and fangs instead of teeth. The head opened its mouth and screamed a terrible high-pitched sound that scraped across the nerves and set the legs running before the brain had a chance to kick in. <laughs> As the head began rolling down the stairs towards the two men... Out, wait, so it's just a head? Okay. As the head began rolling down the stairs toward the two men, Albert's nerve broke. He scrabbled at the door handle for a moment, realized that he had to turn the knob to the right instead of the left. Mind of a child. Damn these Canadian doors. <laughs> Everything turns the wrong way. And a moment later was halfway down the road, his own scream rivaling that of the specter in the house behind him. <laughs> it wasn't until he was almost home that he realized that he had company. The city slicker was running along beside him and was setting a pretty fast pace. <laughs> Mister, I don't think I want that house after all. <laughs> just just these two fucking yokels yeah. running down the street, <laughs> pants full of poop. <laughs> Do you end all of your podcast episodes in poop? Yes. <laughs> okay. that's, it's, it's a tradition. It's what we do. <laughs> Where are the boots? At the beginning, there were boots. That's why he was a cobbler. Where are the boots? We go from... we from, Yeah, that's... Because the cops. The cops have boots thrown at them. Yeah. It feels kind of cruelly ironic for an entity without feet to throw shoes. Well, that's why it's upset. Not sure. Yeah. Or just like, I have no use for these. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, he's just trying to get rid of them. He's like... It turns... It turns out he just has like really shitty secondhand clothes and they're like, we don't want it. And he's like, no, just try it on though. I think if it's these. I'm downsizing. <laughs> no, but really, it's fine. These don't spark joy. <laughs> the city slicker gave a screech that would have shamed a banshee, leapt five feet straight up into the air and disappeared into the distance so fast there was no keeping up with him. Must have been the asking price, the floating head said conversationally to Albert. <laughs> oh 
Fuck you. <laughs> <clears throat> for for them to suddenly have like a who's on first little fun bit. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, I am going to give that one. I'm going to give that one. I'm going to give that three out of five rabbits that Albert killed. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Uh, I give it two out of five disembodied heads. <laughs> with hey, with a keen sense of humor. I do not like this uh, spooky Halloween variant of the Twelve Days of Christmas. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no, that was um, you know, nothing too special about it, but it it hit all the appropriate beats. Mm-hmm. You know, the it's like a it's like movie theater popcorn. Just, it hits the spot, you know? Yeah. Does what it needs to. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's also like movie theater popcorn where we ended it or like we didn't eat too much. Like we got a small. We we knew when we were full and we stopped. Yeah. Which I do not feel that it is like movie theater popcorn in that way because nobody has ever done that with <laughs> yeah, movie sure. theater popcorn. <laughs> I'm going to take this home and eat it tonight before I go to bed. <laughs> Just sitting there like Homer with the sandwich like... Argh. I can't. Um, yeah, no, that's. Uh, uh, I think you know we had a, we had a great start and a fine finish. So, I agree. You know, uh, which is better than usual. Okay. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, with uh, with that, um, I guess you know the last little quick segment that we do is just uh, if if you have any spooky things that have ever happened to you. Um. I should have told you about this in advance. I'm sorry. No, I have one. <laughs> Ooh, do tell. Okay. So, and you've been to this place as well. Mm-hmm. My dad had a place on the coast uh, that was a former mortuary turned event center. And uh, <laughs> the, the coolest place in Lincoln City. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was very cool, decorated, vintage. Uh, and a really neat place. It had kind of a, a spooky history. The guy who had owned it had uh, back in the 80s had a bit of a gambling problem and so he was um, taking uh, bodies and uh, at the time you had to drive to Salem to have them incinerated which was an hour away so he was gambling away the money that people paid him and then stacking the bodies in the basement and giving people fireplace ashes (laughs) and uh, they said that it was um, they were stacked like corgi wood as the newspaper said and apparently uh, because it's the coast, um, everybody thought that the odor from the bodies was because of the fact that every couple of years, Lincoln City has a bit of a jellyfish problem. Oh, no. And a bunch of jellyfish wash ashore, and it the town smells like it needs to visit Planned Parenthood. And so um, that's what every, everybody thought was happening. And then this old uh, World War II vet, I guess, went to the feds and was like, I was in Auschwitz. I know what bodies smell like. Uh, oh. It smells like body. So the place got busted. It sat vacant for 20 years. My dad bought it because it has. He's a, he's really into finding good deals mm-hmm. and turned it into a comedy spot. Really hip, <clears throat> neat place. It's that story lines up very closely with the story that we just read. <laughs> it's like, well, it's a steal. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Floating floating head comes down <laughs> the stairs. Guess it was just the right price. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is the scene and setting, right? Uh, the place was whimsically, whims, whim, I think whimsical, right? Yeah, Whimsically absolutely. decorated. It, uh, it was more whimsical than you would imagine 
a mortuary that once had a horrible tragedy take place there. Yeah, <laughs> it was nautically themed. There was boats hanging from the ceiling mm-hmm. and um, a really nice booth in the old uh, elevator shaft that used to take bodies down. <laughs> there we had just this really nice booth with like seashells on it. and um, Cozy, but always so cold. <laughs> So the so people said it was haunted. I don't believe in ghosts. I thought it was BS. The upstairs um, bathroom, my dad put old posters from the 1970s in it, and then he had a disco ball in it, and a uh, um, CD player with a sign that said "Hit Play," <laughs> so that when you turned on the light, the disco ball would come on, and you hit play, and it was the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, <laughs> and there would come on. <clears throat> Which it turns out is the way I've always wanted to pee. I just, I just <laughs> didn't know. You're welcome. <laughs> and you. I, and so I'm in there one night late. It's like two o'clock in the morning. It was after we had a comedy show. It went, went well, and I'm there stacking chairs. Everybody's gone home. I'm in there by myself stacking chairs, and I'm listening to music on my phone. And um, everything's fine. You know, all the lights had been off when I was in there. You know, when I arrived, listening. And then all of a sudden, my phone turns off. The music on my phone turns off. And I hear from the upstairs bathroom, Ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive. Ah, 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 Staying alive. And I can see the doors closed, but I can see the disco lights under the door. Oh, God. It's, it's so troubling that it's such a fun spookiness. <laughs> like the ghost just likes to boogie. <laughs> and I would like to reemphasize, I do not believe in ghosts at all. But I said, my bad, I'm leaving. <laughs> I, I just left. <laughs> <clears throat> Which, by the way, is the only advisable course of action. Just right. FYI, if something unnatural or a spook, spookernatural happens, you just say, I am sorry, I will leave. And you just go. That's, you know, I've seen so many horror movies that wouldn't have been horror movies if somebody just been like, I'm sorry, good goodbye. You can listen to the, it's fine. I'll, it'll, it'll stop after it plays. I said it really loud, too. I just... <laughs> Stage whisper, goodbye. <laughs> Uh, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's the... <clears throat> I haven't really had any spooky things. Like, there... I've had weird feelings in places, and um, my parents own a haunted vacation house um, where <laughs> intrepid listeners listen to almost every previous episode for more information <laughs> about the house. Um, oh, my God. I... That... Oh, I'm seeing things. Oh, no, those are raccoons. Oh, that's trouble. There's two of them. Three. Three of them. Uh, Yes. Sorry, I just want to make sure that they're not going to come over here because uh, nothing good comes of raccoons. So, yeah, that's that's my spookiness. Sorry, the raccoons in this town fucking freak me out, so I'm just gonna <laughs> But yeah, so that's 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 my spooky tale. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's 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 a fun one because it's not too like it's not traumatized. <laughs> it's yeah. not like I saw the dead hand rise out of the water. You're like, oh no, no. Um, there were some sheep and goats and Yeah, it's you know, there's been you know, eight hundred years of farm animals there. It's gonna leave a stain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, hey, better better than an odor, right? <laughs> oh, that's the, the the whole kitchen just smelled of old shit. <laughs> um, um, well, yeah. So that's uh, that's about it. Then I guess uh, probably time to uh, douse the old campfire. Um, before we do, or rather, while I do that, where where can uh, listeners find you? I'm Tori Lee Ward on Instagram, and that's my name, and. Uh, Listeners, don't wear it out. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all. I I don't do anything. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm staying home. (laughs) That's that's right. Like good quarantiners, this is the this is the one social thing that we're doing, and we're ten feet away in a cemetery. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, Well, cool. Then uh, I guess with that, we will uh, quietly pack up the recording equipment so as not to trouble the animals and dead sprint out of here so that the raccoons do not follow us home. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, fuck, what is that? Run. Run.